Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, as always. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about another code change that's coming forth. Uh, it was voted on in the NITMAM. Uh, it was an attempt, a CAM, a certified amending motion. We just got back from San Antonio uh, to get rid of something that made it through uh, it was in a second revision, uh, actually second revision number 7676, was to expand the GFCI protection to outdoor outlets. Now, let's not confuse outdoor outlets with outdoor receptacles. That was already required in 210.8. This was outlets, so it meant that, for example, an outlet is a point on the system where you can where you can take power from it okay, for utilization equipment and things like that. So let's talk HVAC outside air condensing unit. And that disconnect right there, that point from there to the unit uh, is, uh, and it's an outlet, okay? So it would require, the motion here was to remove this in 210.8F, which you would see in the second revision, it doesn't appear in the 17 code, uh, is to take that out. Um, and so there was a motion made for that, and the motion is 70-9, um, and it was debated, and uh, the motion failed, and so the language that's going to be in the 2020 National Electrical Code, you know, barring anything that's done by the Standards Council, which I can't imagine they would do anything here, there's nothing out of sorts uh, with this, everything, with the, all the T's were crossed and I's dotted, um, is that it's going to create a 210.8F, which is called Outdoor Outlets. And exactly how it sounds, okay? Not receptacle outlets. It's outdoor outlets. Again, receptacles are already covered in 210.8 GFCI protection. So we, we're, we're not to confuse that. There's people out there that still would confuse the outlets, meaning, oh, when they hear about outlets, they're talking about receptacle outlets. No, there's many types of outlets. Now, there is an exception to this rule before I talk about the rule that says that it's not required for lighting outlets, other than what we did in the previous 17 code in 210.8D, which required the lighting outlets that are underneath the crawl space that are 120 volts or less, those are still required to be GFCI protected. That's a 2017 change. Here it's just saying, you know what? We're not going to require the outdoor lights by your doors and things like that to be uh, GFCI protected. We're not, we're not going to do that. Um, but we are going to require all outdoor Outlets, and we're not, again, not talking receptacle outlets there. Outlet, if you look in the definition of Article 100, it'll explain clearly that when we say an outlet, it's a point of which, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, a point of which we take power from a certain location, from a junction box, from a disconnect, whatever we're doing, like in the case of a pullout for an HVAC unit outside. So that is an outlet point. Now, it says 210.8F, Outdoor outlets. It says all outdoor outlets for dwellings. Okay, so let's remember this applies to dwellings. Okay, other than those covered in 210.8A3, exception to three, that are supplied by single phase branch circuits rated 150 volts to ground. So that's going to be 
all 120 volt application, 120, 240. Uh, and, uh, you know, not that you would ever have dwellings with 120, 208, but obviously even those would still apply because it's uh, 150 volts or less uh, to ground or less. And it goes on to say, and it applies to 50 amperes or less. Okay. So, uh, shall have ground fault circuit interrupter protection for personnel. And again, there's an exception for this for the regular lighting outlets, not talking about the one that's in the crawl space. That has to still be GFCI protected. All right. So, that's your, your rule here. So, you know, so our threshold is, and a lot of people, the way the code words this, they get confused a lot of times in the code. The threshold is 50 amps or less. The circuit that we're talking about is a single phase branch circuits. It's obviously in 210 that are 150 volts to ground. Obviously, phase to phase 240, one phase to ground is 120. That's going to fall under this. So, all of those up to a threshold of 50 amperes or less are going to have to be GFCI protected now. Okay, so yes, it means your outside air conditioning unit is more than likely now going to have to be protected by GFCI. Now, the other thing about this is <clears throat> this is an option where it's really only going to be, in, in, in some cases, only applicable to a circuit breaker. And I'm sure the device people aren't happy about that. Uh, because of the amp ratings that we're talking about, 50 amperes or less. So um, that's basically in an effect requiring most people's uh, air conditioning unit. And again, it doesn't matter. I mean, typically those are hardwired anyway, and that does apply here. Um, so um, that's the, the application that you're dealing with. So there's your expansion. Um, and again, obviously this was opposed by the home builders. Um who most of the time will oppose anything to do with GFCI expansion or even AFCI expansion. Um, you know, this is one where I believe that I probably supported the home builders on this one. One, I thought this is a bit excessive. That's my just my personal opinion. It was based on a death that took place where somebody jumped the fence. Now, again, the way it sounds, jump a fence. I mean, I don't know if it was a running from the law or I don't know the details. And any loss of life is, is, is sad and it's unnecessary in the day we live in today with the technology that we have. We, we shouldn't have this taking place. But my understanding is that it was faulty wiring anyway. So even if it was in a jurisdiction that didn't have inspections or didn't have qualified individuals doing the installation, hopefully they follow the rules of the code, minimum safety standard, you, you, you want to wonder that if they didn't follow the rules and it was inspected, because this is for new installations now, if they didn't follow the rules when it was inspected, what makes us think that they're going to follow the rules and put a GFCI in? Probably not. And if it's in rural areas like Texas, for example, where there is no inspections out in the county, and Texas is large, so unless you're in a municipality, you can put anything you want out in the county, and there's no requirement to have it inspected at all. I don't know. Believe it or not, it's still like that uh, around the country. Um, and uh, you have jurisdictions that just don't have the manpower to do inspections. Um, I think that the counties in Texas, for example, it's a money maker. They 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 ought to form the county ought to form an inspection division and require inspections. And uh, just think of the money they could bring in. I'm just saying. Yes, it brings revenue, but yes, it ensures that we have safe installations and people are safe. Don't think that individuals are going to follow this rule, okay? Just because it's in the code book. If it was a faulty installation or improperly done per code, anyway, this is not going to help anything. Now, in new installations, 
you know, we hope that it follows by code anyway and shouldn't be an issue. But that's just my commentary on it. This is now in the code, like it or not. I support the code and what's in the code. We can all disagree with certain things, but unless you get involved and you submit a public input and then it goes to public comment, if you don't like it and you want to amend it, you can go to a certified amending motion, do a NITMAM. You have the ability to change things in the code. I actually voted against this one as I thought it was excessive and I thought that new installations should follow the code anyway and it shouldn't be an issue. Um, and I see the per- propensity here for problems uh, with the GFCIs, but hey, one life saved is worth it. So um, it's not a big deal, but it is going to raise, again, the cost of construction. And that's, I guess, that's where the home builders were against. Okay. So anyway, you can go read it yourself. This is Motion 70-9. It was based on the second revision, 7676. Um, it looks like it's going to make it into the National Electrical Code for the 2020 cycle. Uh, so just wanted to give you an update on that and let you know what's coming down the pipe. As always, folks. I thank you for listening to the podcast. Hopefully you got something out of it. Uh, Some people say, why are you doing 2020 code? We're still in the 2017. Because you got to know, my brother. You got to know what's coming down the road so that it doesn't hit you and blindside you. I don't want you to have to do things twice. Once you do adopt the 2020, we're all smart enough to know what code we're in right now. And we're all smart enough to look forward to see what's coming in the the next cycle. That's the nature of the game. You got to be informed, my friends. Anyway. Hope you got something out of it. Until next time, stay safe. God bless. And uh, visit our website, masterthenec.com. Share our podcasts. Watch our videos. Help support what we do. We appreciate you. Uh, We're excited again that this is the, I can't remember, fourth or fifth. I can't remember, but now we're over 300,000 unique listeners on our podcast series with syndicated through all different platforms. We're excited about that. Share it with people. Share it with your apprentices. Share it with your journeymen. Masters, listen to it. Refresh the knowledge. It's always good. Uh, I don't know it all, but I try to bring what I can to you, uh, and I appreciate it. Thanks again, folks. Stay safe, and God bless. Just looking bright every day.